Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. My guest is Adi Christ. She's been a guest on Freedom Forum Radio before, but she grew up in Germany during the rise of Hitler, and that is something that has been branded in her memory. And when she remembers her childhood and what she and her fellow countrymen went through in Germany between World War I and World War II, and when she sees the parallels about what's happening in our country today, she has felt that she needs to speak out and educate us. Well, that's, a, that's a, an extremely powerful message because... The respect for human life, which, of course, is God-given, is at the basis, really, of every single law, every single rule, whatever we all do as human beings. Uh, really, the respect for life and the understanding that life is, is holy. Really, your life is holy. It belongs to you. Life is one of your possessions. It's part of what you own, your personal property. Your life is your personal property along with other things. And most of the most of the laws and the and the agenda of the collectivists, and I prefer to call them rather than progressives, I prefer to call them collectivists, because that's what they truly are. This is a battle between collectivism and individualism. But the basis of collectivism is the denial that you have a right as an individual to your life to do with it what you want. And, and, and that is such a basic fact. Our Constitution was written to protect individualism, to protect the private property rights of the individual. Among them were your, your home, your land, your possessions, the work of your hands, the ideas of your brain, and life itself. That is the totality of your personal property. And our Constitution was written to protect that from the power of the government. And when we see things happening like politically correct speech and labeling some speech as hate speech, uh, that is the denial of a basic natural law right to each of us. Uh, and I know that's what was happening in Germany as Hitler was rising to power. Right. Now, that is um, just what you um, just spoke about. That is what makes America different than any other country in the world, that it uh, is based on the individual freedom and, and the gifts that God has given us and the rights that God has given us. America is the only country ever 
that was founded on those rights. The other countries are one either you know with the kings and and so on. It was uh, just land grabbing, and and uh, you know it came down from the king, from the emperors, either through marriage or just grabbing a country and so on. It was never from uh, the gift that God had given the individual. And so that is what makes it so different. That is until, why until recent years, people that came to this country were so thankful because it was so different. They had rights here that they could never hope to have in another country. And so the idea of America, and that's what it is, of freedom, of uh, the, uh, to experience the gifts God has given every individual. That is what it makes worth fighting for. There is no place on earth where a country was started with those uh, God-given rights in place. And so I, you know, I have been now, I've been here since 1958, and I have been fighting for that idea that, that America is um, ever since then. Now, I couldn't speak up or say anything while my husband was an officer in the um, in, uh, 82nd Airborne. They, at that time, they couldn't, you know, it was the law that you couldn't, a soldier had to serve every president, didn't matter, you know, which um, um, party he belonged to, and so you couldn't speak out, and the wives couldn't speak out. But um, ever since then, you know, I have spoken out and I have challenged Americans to get involved if they want to keep what they have. Once we lose it, it'll be eons before we ever get it back because the other side is so adamant about taking everything away from us that we don't have a voice. We won't be able to defend ourselves. They'll control our food. They'll control everything. So the best thing to do is to stop that from happening and go out and vote for the person that wants to keep America the way God designed for it to be. Now, there are some flaws. But then you're dealing with humans and with people and, and their flawed, you know, people, flawed creations. But the basic idea of America, that is what we need to keep alive. We can, you know, fix and vote other people in, but in order for us to express ourselves and in order for us to protect what we have, we need to go out and vote for the right people that keep the idea of America floating. You know, you have spoken about a very, very important theme, uh, and that is that the activist portion, the, the collectivists are active. They are fiercely dedicated to an agenda that involves the stealing of our individual rights. The rights that God has given us are what we call natural law rights. The point is they are active every single day. They don't stop on Sunday, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. They are working tirelessly to take from us with what that which is not only our birthright, but our God-given rights, our natural law rights that come from God himself. Uh, they work every day at that. We cannot afford to sit back and let it happen. And you have so eloquently stated that. I wish you'd state it again, because that is what people need to hear. We cannot afford to be complacent, can we? No. No, complacency gets you into trouble, because once, you know, 
if you bring it down to a toy, if if you have you know kids playing in the park and somebody wants your toy, your ball or whatever you're playing with, once they have it in their hand, they number one they will expand more energy to get what you have, and number two they will double that to keep you from getting it back. You know, and if you put that into politics, uh, they already have shown that they have no respect for our voting rights, no respect for our lives, no respect for our laws, no respect for the idea of, that God has given us those rights, and they will fight tooth and toenail to uh, take that away from us and put us under their thumb. And that is what Hitler did put uh, the the population under a thumb where you can't even breathe. And that is what uh, uh, the people that you mentioned, uh, you know, that's what they want. They don't care about anybody except they want that, uh, that uh, oppressive government. Now, once they have it, they they will regret it because it will affect them also. But in the meantime, they don't mind uh, expanding all this energy of hate and disrespect to take it from us. They're just being tools of whoever is behind them. And that is hard for them to understand. The people that cooperated with Hitler, they didn't realize that they were just being tools, that on a dime he would turn around and, uh, you know, kill them. It's just, uh, you know, and and, uh, Stalin did the same thing. Stalin would... If you were a general in this army and you were in good terms with him, if you went to work in the morning, uh, you might not come home in the evening because he had a cellar underneath his the, the building where he would p- tell people to go and meet and they would never come back up again because he shot them. And those were his, his favorite buddies. So, you you know, and, and these people are doing the same thing. I mean, look at what's going on in the streets. Now, if you would have told me that that would happen when I came to this country, I would not have believed it. They they do it with impunity. They feel they have the right to hit somebody in the streets, to kill somebody in the streets, just because they voted for President Trump. When I came over, you could have a conversation with somebody that believed differently than you, and when you left, you still would be friends. You just had, you know, exchanged different ideas, but nobody felt they needed to threaten anybody, and that is, you know, those are, you know, Hitler tactics. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. We'll be right back after a quick break. Well, again, uh, what you've voiced is something that really comes from history. You mentioned Stalin uh, and Hitler. Groups, activist groups, use other people as tools in order to take power. In our case, they're using the the media, the press. Um, they're using the, the stars in Hollywood uh, and people like that. They're being used to promote an idea because those people really truly believe that they are immune to whatever happens to the rest of us. But you know as well as I do what Stalin called these people. He called them useful idiots because that's what he, he, they were to him. He used them to get power, and once he had power, they were murdered. They were not given the chance. They were not given what they had been promised. He used them. They were useful idiots. He coined the term useful idiots, and then he murdered them. And that's really what's going on here. We have the activists 
who are using the tools, the Hollywood elite, the, the elites in all the areas, the media elites, which think that they are impervious to whatever might happen. But we know that in the grand scheme of things, that if the activists, the collectivist activists take power, these people will be sacrificed as well, unless they are completely useful and they will be used until they're used up. And then they will be sacrificed as well. well to bring it up to date, uh, the young leader of, of North Korea, he even kills his own family. You know, so if even family ties don't mean anything to, uh, to, um, to tell, uh, you know, the dictators. And so, you know, these people just, that the Hollywood crowd, they have always, since I came to this country, they have always been caught up in their own PR and how important they are. I came over during the McCarthy era, and it was absolute bedlam. Most people don't even know what that means anymore. But when I came over, I spoke King's English, and my mother-in-law advised me. She said, if you want to talk to Americans, you will learn American. And she said, watch these um, shows on TV, these hearings. And there were, I think, only like three stations at the time. And she said, the commentators speak, listen to them. They speak perfect English. And uh, she said, then in the morning, uh, read the newspaper because it'll have the same uh, comments and so on in the newspaper. And then underline every word that you don't know and look it up in the dictionary. So I got baptized into politics and what was going on, and uh, you know, right from the time I came over, and the Hollywood crowd, they would turn people in if they had, uh, you know, a beef with somebody, they would go and turn them in and say they were, you know, communists. And at the time, they had, I think, I believe, ninety communists in our government, and um, you know, they wanted to keep them out and not let them have, uh, you know, uh, the opportunity to serve in Washington D.C. But you just could see how they, you know, so many of them were falling for it and then had a hard time to get back up when they realized that they were being tools, you know, so or uh, used as tools. So they have always been on the forefront because the uh, people that want to control the Americans have known all along how much influence they have because they're popular. You know, and they see them in movies, and they believe that what they say is, is true when, you know, most of them are uneducated, and they don't even have high school educations, and they don't know anything about history. They don't know anything about uh, Stalin or Hitler or Mao Zedong and, and so on. You know, it's just uh, in China what's going on there, and they killed millions of people. And so, uh, you know, the... Uh, um, they cannot be believed because they have no clue. But then, you know, they you have all of the PR going on in the newspapers and you have all of the television shows that, that you know, promote their knowledge and so on. And so people just get sucked in to thinking that they're important and they have something to say when actually it is um, that what they're talking is doomed, doomed to the regular American and to our um, First Amendment, our Second Amendment, and Bill of Rights, you know, and everything. So uh, they cannot be believed. Well, you know, you mentioned the McCarthy hearings. One of the, one of the important facts is that 
there were communists. The, the State Department was filled with communists at that, right. in that era. And most of the people who wrote the United Nations Charter, representatives from the United States, were in fact communists themselves. And that's why we have a United Nations uh, that really basically is looking to impose socialist one-world governments on the entire planet. Right. They, 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 and 185 uh, of the 213 members of the United Nations are Islamic or uh, Islamic sympathizers, Islamic countries or Islamic sympathizers. And so what they think and what really, uh, you know, what we believe, they're totally opposite. And, and just because they're there does not mean that they're good for America. They never have been. You know, and I uh, um, was reading something some time ago that I believe it was Eleanor Roosevelt that really was in favor of starting it while it was still in San Francisco. You know, so it's just uh, amazing that America has had enough patience to keep them here instead of sending them all home and to give them so much of our tax money. Well, we're starting to see a little bit of reversal of that trend now. I know that we have withdrawn from the Human Rights Council, which was a sham to begin with. Right. Some of the members of the Human Rights Council were some of the major abusers of human rights, and there they're sitting on a U.N. council supposed to protect human rights. Uh, that's a sham as far as I'm concerned. And most of what the United Nations does is designed to further only the one-world goals of the United Nations, mainly to disarm the Earth's population, uh, to have a United Nations army rule the world, and have the United Nations itself be the world governor uh, in terms of the world court and the world finance and all of those things, which the globalists, of course, are all in favorism, uh, all in favor of. But basically, all of that flies directly in the face of individualism and individual rights. Right. And I believe that is why um, we're having so much of an upheaval against President Trump, because uh, it's kind of like, you know, a kid having a temper fit. You know, you've given us all this money all along, and now you're, you know, you're taking it away from us. So they've been spoiled, and they don't like, uh, you know, to have their uh, plans stopped. And uh, I'm just, you know, really glad that he is using you know, Secretary Haley to do that and that they're standing up for rights. But again, it, Americans have just not been into uh, finding out what the United Nations stands for. They, they have had like a utopian view of the United Nations. And, and so the United Nations has blinded them, making them think that, you know, they're in for the good of, for everybody. And it's just, it has been only the last few years that, you know, here and there some people have realized that the United Nations really is against America. And yet we have paid them so much of our tax money because we were lied to. And the different presidents, you know, fell in for that too. And so it's just, you know, if you have had um, the American taxpayers' uh, money like an open ATM, and then somebody comes along and shuts the door, they're going to be upset. And that is what's happening by their, with President Trump and why they're treating him so badly. And 
that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom.